2: right now i'm talking about nilo from insomnium he is the vocalist he is the bassist they have a new album coming out february 24th starting 2023 right uh how crazy is it 2023
3: man wow well, it, it sounds like we're in the future already like it has been like that for a long time but yeah new album is coming out and uh, we're excited uh feedback so far seems to be really enthusiastic and uh, Let's just see what the fans and everybody thinks about the album.
2: Absolutely, man. You guys, uh, so uh, first off, welcome to the show. And uh, where are you right now? Are you at home?
3: I'm at home. Uh, Kotka is a small town on the south coast of Finland. There's a lot of snow at the moment. Like all the cars are stuck there. There's a huge amount of snow coming from the sky. So winter is here.
2: Is that something you're used to? Is there a lot of snow where you're from?
3: it varies because we are on the south coast we might have a winter that we don't really have the snow at all but like last winter was like this there was a lot of snow so uh, we are prepared but you never know yeah what's gonna happen.
2: right on man well um you can hamper down and, and just get ready for for this record and and uh You know we're excited for it. So so just doing a little bit of digging here and just, you know, obviously. So you guys are are not strangers to concepts. And this new album is going to be a concept album, and you know, nineteen sixty nine, uh, and it's short story based. So it's based on a short story that you wrote. Yeah. Do you mind, uh, you know, kind of explaining that a little bit?
3: Yeah, uh, I had this idea, the rough concept of the story already. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think I well, 2019, I already talked to the other guys that, okay, I had this idea about 17th century setting and uh, that, what do you guys think? Should we make another concept album? And uh, well, COVID came, ruined things, things changed. Uh, we did Argent Moon EP, four songs, but after that, we started making this this album and uh, I finished the story. Uh I think it was summer of twenty one. So and then we really started composing the material. So uh many of the songs are really specifically composed and done for this story and this atmosphere mood. So it became quite dark, uh dreary album. I think it's closer to Wintersgate than than Heart Like a Grave. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, the story is set in 17th century Finland, uh, really dark and turbulent times in history. There was, We were still burning witches here yeah. in the north of Europe uh, during those years. And uh, also it was a year of great famine in the north. Like in a couple of years, one third of population of Finland died because there was just no food. Wow! Really dark, desperate time So very proper setting for a heavy metal album.
2: Yes, absolutely, man. So wow. Um, so you know when you're going out to to uh, play these songs like at like a festival and people are like drinking and they're like yeah, woo. and you're like all right, here's this depressing song about one of the most depressing times in history. Yes, uh, raise your beer.
3: <laughs> exactly. But like we've always been like that. Like our our songs are well, we take our music very seriously, and the music very very sad, uh, can be desperate, hopeless. But uh, in live situation, it's different. Uh, The mood is a bit different, and uh, we will raise the raise the glasses and show the horns, and it's more of a rock and roll show. Totally, when we perform live. But uh, of course, the combination can be. A bit funny that, especially on summer festivals. But I think it works still.
2: So you know, just digging in a little bit. Um, you know, when you were growing up, what got you into to music? What, what did you come from a musical background, musical family, or you know, was it something that you kind of ventured in, and found on your own?
3: Well, I think I found it on my own. I think my parents are not really very mu- musical. Uh, They read a lot of books, like my father is a professor of literature, mother worked in library, so I was surrounded by books. And then I I found music kind of by myself, I think. Jean-Michel Jarre, this French synth artist, is the first artist I remember as a kid. I I love that stuff. Uh, But then I found bands like Queen, ACDC, Aerosmith, I got into rock and roll. Yeah. And uh, Metallica's Black album then turned me into metalhead, and went even to, to the darker, darker places after that. So that's kind of my path to to music.
2: Was was uh, the the like you said, kind of the darker and more metal side of things? Were those easily available where you were at, or did you have to do a little bit of digging?
3: Well, kids nowadays, I don't know what it was like. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of '90s, uh, there was no internet, of course. You basically you had to walk into the record store, and just you could try different different CDs from from the shelf. It put the headphones on. Uh, what is this like? What is this like? Of course, you read the magazines. What was hot there? What was not? And there was this radio charts program from that I discovered, like. Many bats from there, like Paradise Lost, Sentenced, Sepultura. So and got into the darker and darker territory all the time, but it was it was really different. You you didn't have a YouTube or Spotify. So yep. you needed dedication and, and some time to find out the new stuff. And tape trading, of course, copying to the cassette, uh borrowing stuff from friends. Uh, that's what everybody did.
2: And uh, and then what was your first live concert? Did, were there concerts near and 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 underground shows where, where you were living, or was that something that was later on?
3: Uh, yeah, luckily, you a town where Insomnia was formed and where I lived as a kid, they have very good big summer festival there and a lively rock scene already back in the day. So there were concerts and also concerts where like underage kids could get into yeah and uh i think my band played in some bars already when i was like 16 or something so maybe those were the first concerts actually played there myself and uh but like some bigger bands i think sentenced was playing in our hometown and uh, it was a real bar, so I should have been 18, but I sneaked in as a 17-year-old. and I really enjoyed <laughs> Sentence playing there. So, And also Nightwish played in this very, very small, mm-hmm. because they come from even smaller village, like 60 kilometers from where we started. But during their first album, they played in Johan, so this very small club, there was maybe 100 people, and I was in the front row. Watching
2: Nightwish show, that was also very cool. So, you know, um, we uh, we here in America, we have the quote-unquote big four of American Thrash, Slayer, Anthrax, Metallica, and Megadeth. In your opinion, and this is just, you know, your favorites or, you know, what you think is the most important uh, historically, big four of Finnish metal.
3: Well, well, I think well, the biggest bands what must be Nightwish, him, uh, Children, Bottom, uh, Apocalyptica, Amorphis, and then there's Sentenced, of course, and Stradivarius. Yeah, these bands had already kind of made it already in the '90s and started this boom yeah. of heavy metal in Finland, and uh, uh, I think those are the biggest names in Finnish finnish metal and many of them are still active which is really cool
2: then there's you know so many sick like uh you know finnish death metal bands from like the like you know like i saw a band called demolik uh yeah. you know that was they they were they were awesome i saw them last summer and i was like man this is awesome so you know man uh definitely a rich history there so what what uh What made you pick up an instrument, you know, or, or no, you mentioned that. So, so, you know, you, you got to play an all ages show. What was your first band? Let's talk about your first band.
3: Yeah, it was a punk band. We were 14, 15 when we started. And I think all the other friends in that group, they already played some instrument, but there was no bassist, So I had to take the bass. I remember the rehearsals. Yeah, the first song I had to play was For Whom the Bell Tolls. And of course, it starts with a bass lead. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a tricky thing to start with. But uh, but eventually, <laughs> we got it going. So we played Metallica covers, Nirvana covers. Um, then we made some of our own funny punk songs. And It was our first band when I was like 15. So uh, those were great times, of course. And and uh, then I had a, n- another band, which was kind of grunge. Mm-hmm. band when i was 16 17 but then i got fed up with that and i wanted to form a real metal band and formed insomnium with william marcus we were all in the same school so that's how it got started
2: that's awesome man if if you had never started a band if you had never found music what do you think you would be doing today
3: it's a very good question uh, would probably be writing well i am still i am writing right yeah, yeah. now i'm writing a book actually but that's something i it was kind of my first passion was to write i, I read a lot of stuff as a, as a kid already so i would i would have done that all this time if i had not found music at all but now i can do both and that's even better of course
2: so the uh, obviously we we talked a little bit about the short story that inspired the album. Is that any has that uh, related at all to the book that you said you're working on?
3: Uh, actually, not because the book is kind of continuation of Winter's Gate.
2: Oh,
3: our our concept album from 2016, which is set in like medieval times, the Viking era. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Expanding that idea, and of course, the scale is much bigger because now it's it's a real novel. It's like 500 pages, and uh I'm working on that. Been doing it for over two years now, <laughs> and uh, well, I have a publisher and editor and, and everything, but it still takes some time before get it all all together. So I can't promise anything that it will sure. be for the Christmas markets next year, but but I'm 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 working every day
2: that's amazing man so wow so you know a 500 page this is going to be like the grand piece for the insomnium nerd like it's anyone who wants to just deep dive even into like the you know the the even deep they can listen to the music they can go see the concerts but if you want to go really hard you got to read the book you got to dive even deeper into the lore and uh man that's really cool uh Wow, so this is this is your first book, fully published book, correct?
3: Yes, yes.
2: And if this goes well, then, you know, who's to say? We can't expand all Insomnium records, and then you just have a completely different, you know, most bands have a merch spread with T-shirts and, <laughs> you know, CDs. You'll have all your books.
3: Amazing. Well, let's see how it goes, but, like, theoretically, we could have, of course, books on the merch stand. That would be, <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm getting ahead of things. I'm getting ahead of things. Sorry. Yeah.
3: No worries. But uh, there's a lot of work, of course, and I, I don't want to release any half-half ready, edition stuff. It, it has to be as good as I can I can do. So might take a year or two or three. I I don't know. But when it's ready, I hope we can do the English version as well. Already talked with the publisher about that. That I know there are people who would love to read it. So absolutely. English version would be really cool.
2: Is that something that you dedicated a lot of time during the pandemic to?
3: Yes. I can think it saved me during the pandemic that every day I could wake up, start writing my book. I didn't have to worry about the issue that's going on in the world. I could just delve into the story, do that. So it was the best therapy (laughs) that I could think of during the whole pandemic era. I can
2: imagine because, you know, reality was, was very dark and, but you could go into a world that is also dark, but was in the past and is also kind of um, a world of what you're making and creating. And, um, but you know, that's, that's awesome, man, that you were able to, you know, first off, have that time to, to your art, but also that it was able to, you know, be an escape. And you got something, you know, wonderful from as a product.
3: Exactly. And uh, of course, the story that I'm writing is very dark and yeah. horrible things happen there, but still like it's a totally different thing. Um, and, and I rather think those dark things have happened in the past and make the things up myself than think about the reality. So uh, it was really an escape from from the pandemic as well. That's awesome. So,
2: um, you know, it is there anything that you listen to that's like not metal that might surprise people? Are you a fan of you know classical music or jazz, or is there like some sort of you know artist that's not metal that that you like?
3: I think for th- three years in a row, my most listened artist in Spotify is Jeremy Soule, the guy who did the Skyrim soundtrack. Okay. I love the Skyrim game soundtrack. Uh, it's Well, if people don't know, it's kind of classic, classical, very atmospheric music, very easygoing. And like, I usually start my days that I just put it on here, do my morning stuff here, have the coffee over the computer. And that music is playing in the background and kind of suits every every possible situation. So I've been really listening to that stuff lately. And also movie soundtracks, Rose Ennio Morricone, yeah, uh, and Hans Zimmer. But everybody knows these these guys. But like great great soundtracks. Uh, but yeah, game music, movie movie soundtracks. Awesome. I mostly listen to that kind of stuff.
2: So, are you into video games? Do you play a lot of games?
3: Yes, I I play quite a lot of games. I tend to tend to play the same games over and over. Yeah. And I find find great, but yeah, I'm a gamer. Yes. Nice.
2: All right. Well, maybe sometime you'll, you'll just throw out your gamer tag and get a bunch of insomnium fans to, to come up and try and play with you. And and yeah, let's see. Let's see. Awesome, man. Well, I don't want to take up your whole day. I know you got a lot of press to get to and you got to write, keep writing your book, man. So my last Mm -hmm. question, uh, pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got the scar.
3: I think I only have really one scar. It's in my knee, left knee. Okay. And I got when I was seven years and I was riding with my bicycle down the hill as fast as I could with my friends. And of course I fell and and uh, like I was I got bruises and blood all over my body, but like the, the knee got hurt the most and that's still visible there. Wow. Everything else got healed, but that's that's still there, battle scar
2: battle scar from seven yeah. years old on the bike man yes nilo thank you so much for taking the time again february 24th the new insomnium album annual 1969 any final words for seattle and uh the audience
3: check out the album and uh, we really hope to come to seattle as soon as possible right yeah. on well thank you so much man
2: have a good rest yes. of your day thank you thank you bye, bye.